Oh, what is the Upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 101 of my little wrestling recap show, where once a week I go through all of the major AEW and the WWE shows, let you know what happened, give you the review, recap, talk about the wrestling, the storylines, all that great stuff, because not everybody can watch all the wrestling like I do. So let's dive into this holiday edition of the WrestleCast. Happy holidays, everybody, as it was in Raw in Iowa this week. We got the Judgment Day in the ring. They are ready to dominate 2024 as they did in 2023, but outcomes are truth. He's still not getting the fact that he is not actually in the Judgment Day, and he feels that they crossed the line a little bit last week when they kicked the ever-living shit out of him. Truth says everyone has an opponent but him. JD McDonough steps up, but Truth wants it to be a miracle on 34th Street Fight, and the loser leaves Judgment Day. Oh my goodness. Let's uh, let's get into it. McDonough says no way, but Judgment Day think it's actually a great idea. And damn, what a fun way to open up the show right here. I love our truth. So we have the 34th. Uh, the Miracle on 34th Street fight right now. R-Truth versus J.D. McDonough. Winner gets to stay in Judgment Day. R-Truth avoids the candy cane kendo stick. Nails a scissor kick. Scissor kick. Beats McDonough with his belt and hugs Dom Dom. Dom, very happy, shoves Truth into a ring post. Truth falls on McDonough's jingle balls. Wax J.D. with a Christmas tree. Truth K.O.D. On the top rope, takes JD down through a table, pins McDonough for the W right here. R-Truth is officially a member of the Judgment Day. Hooray! But I feel a little bad for JD McDonough. He's getting kicked out. Don't worry. It'll be be okay for JD McDonough. Don't you worry. And this was a fun holiday-themed fight. I really like the ending with Truth just getting knocked out and falling through the table. That was a fun finish. And I thought R-Truth did good in this match as well. He actually uh, didn't just get his ass kicked. He he could wrestle. Some fun weapons were used in this one. Yeah, it was a good time. Seven at the... Now we have Nia Jax. She is in the ring with a microphone, but she doesn't say anything. Becky Lynch comes out. She wants to say some stuff, but Nia retreats to a safe distance first. An exchanging of trash talk uh, leads to Nia demanding a referee right here, right now. Becky is ready to go, but Nia walks away, wanting the match to happen in two weeks at Nia's hometown. Becky charges Nia, gets some shots in before they get separated by security, and Nia gets a final cheap shot in while Becky is fighting off security. Now we have Kofi Claus is in the house. He is throwing gifts to the crowd, and he twerks in front of a child. I, It's just something that I witnessed. Uh, He gives DIY a gift backstage, but, you know, DIY wanted tag team title shots for Christmas. Miz appears. He claims he has rattled Gunther's cage, and we shall see about that because up next, it's the Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther defending for the final time versus the Miz. If Miz loses, he gets no more shots at Gunther. Miz is super aggressive out of the gate. Locking the champ in a submission, laying in the ground and pound, and then one shot from Gunther stops Miz in his tracks, plus a powerbomb on the apron. How you doing? 
Gunther laying in many, many more chops. Miz still fighting back. Hits a trifecta of DDTs. And then a Waterboy dropkick and another powerbomb from the champion. But Miz kicks out. Gunther runs right into... Or Gunther applies a Boston Crab right after that. Miz again battles out. And then Miz with a skull-crushing finale out of nowhere. We got another near fall. Wicked Lariat from the champion goes to the top rope. Miz meets him up there. Hits an avalanche skull-crushing finale. But the champion, high IQ, rolls out of the ring. So smart. So smart. Miz chasing Gunther. Not so smart. Gunther nails another powerbomb. And two ripcord lariats puts Miz away and retains the IC title. Certified banger right here. That was awesome. Might be the best singles match of Miz's career. I mean, that was awesome. Took a massive amount of punishment from Gunther, but came back for some more. And some awesome near falls in this one. I actually thought it was over for Gunther when Miz hit the top rope. Uh, Skull-crushing finale. That was nuts. Brutal chops and lariats from Gunther. I really, really love the chemistry between these two. Sadly, that's going to be it. No more shots at Gunther for The Miz, but fuck. What a, what a way to go out between these two. Great match. Eight and a half at then. We have Geo and Kaiser cheering for their champion, Gunther, backstage. Gunther says, no cheering uh, for you. Actually, do something for once in your life. And he's out of here for a couple weeks. Going to take a break. Kofi Claus appears at the worst time. Gives Kaiser a lump of coal. Kaiser loses it. Kofi loses it also in a funny little moment right here. And now we have Shinsuke. He reads a story called The American Nightmare Before Christmas. At one point, uh, he calls Cody's dad inbred. That was impressive because the whole thing rhymed. So to call someone an inbred in rhyme, that's fucking impressive. Cody isn't impressed, though. He explodes out of a Christmas tree, beats the bejesus out of Shinsuke. A super security guard manages to single-handedly save Shinsuke's life because Cody was about to crossroad his ass through a table. Uh, But honestly, promote that security guard. That was some impressive shit. And a very interesting story, I guess, from Shinsuke right here. I was fairly entertained, especially by the whole inbred thing. That That was impressive. Moving on, women's tag team championships are on the line. Piper Niven, Chelsea Green defending against Caden Cotta and Katana Chance. Piper splashes both Chance and Carter early. We got a near fall there. And then Piper squashes her own partner accidentally. Champion nice code breaker senton combo. We got a near fall there. And the keg stand by the challengers. Green barely makes the save right there. After party by Katana and Chance pins and new no. women's tag team champions. It's Carter and Chance. Oh fuck yeah. Really happy for Chance and Carter finally getting their shot and cashing in on the main roster. Pretty good back and forth match. Piper and Green. Honestly, never really felt they were a true team, but a solid-ish run for Champs is them. They didn't get hurt, so that's that's the big bonus right there. And they weren't booked, honestly, all that well during their run. They weren't around that often. They didn't get into any major feuds with anyone, I don't think. I like the gimmick, though. Like, I really like Piper 
kind of terrifying green into being her partner that was good we'll see if they continue to be a team or they split them up we'll see how it goes but katana and chance really good uh they've been spinning wheels ever since their call up not being utilized and now they're the champions so i'm i'm excited to see how they will be as champions i think they're like basically the only real women's tag team like they're a legit team they've always been a team they're not two singles put together so i'm excited to see how they do we have Tazawa. He is fired up backstage about his match. Uh, Alpha Academy asks, who you fighting? And it's Ivar. Oh, dear Lord. <sighs> Tazawa, you're going to die. Here it goes. Tazawa with Alpha Academy versus Ivar with Valhalla. Tazawa off to a great start. He nails a kick and a nice DDT. And then Ivar one smack takes down, I- or takes down Tazawa, but he misses the splash. Maxine and Valhalla get into it on the outside. Tazawa nails the top rope sent on Ivar kicking out and then absolutely destroys Tazawa with a beautiful spinning back kick. Thumbs up for that. Then he blocks Tazawa's Frankensteiner into an avalanche world's strongest slam, pins, and Ivar wins. Well, well done performance here from Tazawa. He did way better than I thought. I thought it was a squash match for sure, but he got some offense in there with some really good selling. Ivar, good chemistry with the smaller opponents. I mean, the dude can wrestle with anyone. He has never let me down. Ivar is awesome and a really solid match. We have the hometown, I think, Seth freaking Rollins. He cuts a promo, hyping up the crowd, excited about 2024. And here comes Drew McIntyre. He interrupts the champion to tell him that he's proud of him for telling CM Punk off last week. I, I am also proud of him for this. Drew gets real, talking about the hardships and sacrifices that come with chasing the dream to be a WWE champion. Drew is willing to make that sacrifice. Seth is confused, says he respects McIntyre, but also pities him. That doesn't sit very well with Drew, so he attacks Seth brutally. Brawl breaks out, McIntyre reverse, Bama slamma Seth into the steel steps. That's just always painful looking. Uh, Damn, Drew right here. Awesome promo. Feud continues to build up. Excited for this match coming up right here. Seth was good, but Drew McIntyre right now, man. He's on another level. He is feeling it. We move on. It is Kofi Claus again. He is throwing gifts to the crowd, not twerking in front of children. But this time, he gets jumped by Imperium, getting their revenge for the earlier gift of Cole. Jay Uso runs down for the save. Mary Yeet Miss. Uso wants a match right here, right now. Jey Uso gets that match. It's Jey Uso versus Ludwig Kaiser with a Vinci. Kaiser laying in some heavy strikes on Jey, dominating the match early. Geo interfering with Jey. Out comes Kofi Claus for the assist. No idea why he left. Spear and an Uso splash in main event. Jey grabs another W. An alright comeback match for Uso right here. Crowd was loving everything that he was doing and I love the dance that uh, Uso does at the end with the hands going up and the crowds all doing it with him in unison looks very very cool and Kofi was doing it too so that's fun we have JD McDonough he pleads with the remaining Judgment Day members to please let him stay Damien says okay fine yay but our truth is still a real member I guess I don't know they didn't acknowledge that so we get the best of both worlds JD McDonough remains and our truth is official let's go main event time undisputed tag team championships on the line Damian Priest and Finn Balor with Rhea Ripley defending against the Creed Bros 
Brutus and Julius Creed with Ivy Nile. Creed's off to a hot start. Damien pounces Brutus over the announce table. That's been popular lately. Brutus deadlifting Priest for a suplex just makes my back hurt watching it. Oh my goodness. Hot tag for Julius. He goes on a suplex kip-up spree. Nails a beautiful running shooting star press. And Brutus comes in, attempts the Brutus ball, but it is stopped by the Judgment Day. Ivy innocently just sitting there cheering on the Creeds. She gets attacked by Rhea. And Ivy powers up Ripley, slams her onto the apron. Very nice. Creed's nailed the Brutus ball, but the pin is broken up. Julius crazy dive to the outside, then leaps to the top rope. Another Brutus ball, but a coup de gras breaks up the pin. Damien chokeslams Julius, and Judgment Day retain the tag titles. Oh, oh man, awesome showing right here for the Creed's with the main event spotlight on them. They shined, didn't get the win, but eh, it doesn't matter. Julius may be the best athlete on the roster. I mean, that dude is insane. Like, everything that he did in the match, like, barely breaking a sweat, jumping like 20 feet in the air, doesn't matter. Guy's crazy. Creed's pulling out everything in this match. Judgment Day barely hanging on, but a really good defense. Looked like Damien was pissed off at Julius for the late kickout on the finish there. I don't like when they do that either, like, let the pinfall be the pinfall. I don't like it when they count the three and then the guy kicks out. It's a very, like, 70s, 80s wrestling thing. Don't like it, but I don't know. I don't think Damien, I can't tell if he was actually, I would be legitimately pissed if I was him. So I'm going to go with Damien Priest was probably pretty pissed off. But a great main event match, 8 out of 10, and that's the end of the show. I thought it was a great holiday-themed episode of Raw with some funny R-Truth and Kofi Kingston moments. Rivalries heating up between Nia and Becky, Drew McIntyre. Oh my goodness. The guy continues being awesome, throwing a couple banger matches. It was a great episode of Raw. It at then. We'll go to NXT 2.0. We got Tiffany Stratton kicking off the show against Fallon Henley. Fallon reverses Tiffany into a roll up for a sneaky victory. Pretty solid, quick match. Showing off some technical wrestling. Stratton flips the fuck out. Not impressed that she just lost. And beats the bejesus out of Henley. Uh, Wipes her down with a mop. Like, what is that about? And then dumps trash all over Fallon. Goodness gracious. Who's shitting Tiffany's Cheerios this morning? My goodness, she's in a bad mood. Pretty good way to start the show, though. We got Trick and Mello chatting backstage. Mello is still convinced that Ilya attacked them. And then suggests that Trick add Mello to his match, his title match against Druganoff to make it a triple threat. Yo, dog, I'm not going to attack you, man. I'm just, I just want to help you out with Druganoff. Trick is like, why would I do that? And Mello is like, Mello's losing his mind right now, man. That uh, interesting segment right here for sure. Thankfully, Trick didn't fall for the bait. And now we have Druganoff. He's in the ring. He cuts a promo. And then out of nowhere, Ridge Holland appears. Says he's back in NXT. Uh, okay. Ridge looking for a fresh start. You know, looking to not injure anybody anymore. He actually, like, mentions that. Druganoff says, no better way to start fresh than the fight the champion right here tonight. Oh, snap. That's, uh, that'll do it for the Brawling Brutes by the looks of it here. They just might be Dunyan rings. I... I don't know, like, I really like the Brawling Brutes, but it wasn't doing, it's not doing a lot anymore for Butch and even Ridge, and Sheamus hasn't been around for a long time. I think they got enough of the Sheamus rub, they can break them up, but on SmackDown, 
Butch is there. He comes up to the Brawling Brutes music and the video. So I don't know what the hell is going on with the Brawling Brutes. I think it's safe to say that Ridge, at least, isn't in it anymore. But we'll see what the future holds for them. But in all honesty, just don't hurt anybody, Ridge. Seriously, don't hurt anyone. We move on. Men's Breakout Tournament. It is Dion Lennox. Great name. Going up against Lexus King. King taking damage, tries to leave the match, but Dion chases him down. King hits a neckbreaker for the victory. Short match, uh, Dion, some nice suplexes. Uh, his fundamentals, I thought, were pretty solid. Big athletic guy, pretty impressive. King shady tactics don't impress Bear Hill, who runs down, chasing away King with a chair. Okay, so Bear Hill isn't down and out. I don't know what's going on with this. Maybe he'll get a shot at Lexus King to get back into the tournament. Regardless, it's uh, it's interesting. We move on. JC Jane and Thea Hale now in a tag team match versus Kiana James and Izzy Dame. Izzy and Kiana working well as a team, outpowering Thea and Jane for the W. Solid tag team match. Thea going off with her suplexes. Her entrance is hilarious. She's like She's trying to do the sexy thing with Jane, but, you know, she's, like, kind of a tom girl, athletic type, so she's, like, really awkward at trying to be sexy. Really, really funny stuff. If they can develop that a little bit more, oh, yeah, we got something there with that. Mr. Chase, involved in some sort of gambling with In the Mud. Uh, Chase is doing really good. Duke suggests you should take your money and run. Uh, match is set up tag team title shot for OTM. If Chase you win, they get double the money. So Chase, uh, oh boy, he's uh, getting himself into hotter water. He's winning right now, but oh boy, now he's he's really setting himself up for something awful to happen. We'll see where it goes. Now we have no quarter match, no, no quarter catch crew. That's the Drew Gulak and Dempsey crew, those group of guys that's what they're calling themselves while they're in the ring and one of them is ready to fight dragon lee for a title shot joe coffee and gallus interrupt though they say not so fast so we're gonna have a north american championship match it's dragon lee defending against joe coffee and charlie dempsey triple threat match let's go coffee tower of doom pretty rough bump right there wicked double suplex by charlie he's going off and then Dragon dives to the inside or to the outside, takes out Dempsey and knees Coffee in the face. We got a near fall there. And Joe Gacy makes a cameo, pulls Coffee to the depths of hell underneath the ring. And then a cool fall away slam into a bridge by Dempsey. That was awesome, but a near fall. Lee nails Operation Dragon to retain the North American Championship. Forgot what title we're fighting for here. Uh, banger triple threat, honestly. And Old man, I I was losing my mind about this. An old man was legitimately a legit just asleep in the crowd, absolutely asleep. And he was next to two guys. I think they were dressed as referees. They were going nuts. They were losing it. How do you fall asleep with that going on beside you and this triple threat in the ring? Get that man out of here. Get him out of my sight. I don't want to ever see that man sleeping in the crowd again. Unreal. Anyway, lots of aerial counters in this match. Coffee and Dempsey, really good performances in the ring. And Dragon proving to be a really fun fighting champion so far. Just putting on good to great matches every single time. 8 out of 10. Cora Jade is being a bully in the locker room. Trashing Carmen Petrovic's locker. Throwing it all on the ground. 
God damn it. What are you doing? Moving on, men's breakout tournament match. We got Luca Grossofino, another great name, versus Tavian Heights. I also like this name. Lots of good names. Crucifino, stiff elbow, and a neckbreaker combo. Tavian rebounds with some nice German suplexes. A capture suplex into a T-bone. That would make Taz fucking cream his shorts. Finishes Luca with a mean belly-to-belly. And Tavian Heights advances in the tournament. I am pretty damn excited for the future of Tavian Heights, man. This guy, 2020 Olympic wrestler. He's got a great look. Obviously has the wrestling ability. And man, I have to, we'll have to see what he's like on the microphone, but damn, dude, this guy could, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say he's going to be the next Kurt Angle, but the potential right now reminds me a lot of Kurt Angle and fucking Luca, man. I like this guy as well. I like the gimmick, calling himself the legal eagle, uh, would be a good ad for the family. I think to add him in, that could be like their fighting lawyer guy. I think that would be a good find. So we'll see how it goes, but man, this, uh, Tavian Heights, watch out for this guy. Speaking of watch out for this one, it's Nikita Lyons reminds the champion Lyra Valkyria that she didn't re- return just to whoop Davenport's ass, but to win the championship too. Oh, baby. I like it. Nikita Lyons going up against Tatum Paxley next. Nikita goes off with some lovely kicks, slapping around Paxley, drops the booty, finishes Tatum off with the splits leg drop thing that she does for an impressive W. Solid quick match right here, showcasing Nikita, making her look really strong right here. Moving on, Noam Dar accepts Josh Briggs' challenge for the Heritage Cup. Briggs tells Jensen he needs to do this alone, and Jensen is a sad panda. Oh, man. So they're still, you know, they're building up this jealousy between Jensen and Briggs. Is it going to culminate into a breakup? I kind of hope not because I like Briggs and Jensen as a team. I know Josh has been doing some singles matches lately, been pretty damn good in those matches as well. I just don't know if these two would find success in a singles role, but they could prove me wrong. We'll see. Now we got Hank and Tank. Who remembers these guys? Been a minute. They're going up against Gallus, Wolfgang, and Coffee. Tank going absolutely nuts on the on the apron. Super hungry to get in, uh, but he makes an illegal tag. He gets in there too early. Gallus capitalizes on the mistake and grabs the W. Solid showing here for Hank. He did, I think, all the work. I don't even know if Tank got in there for more than 10 seconds, but Tank... Was on the apron, losing his mind. He was providing the entertainment for me, so not bad. We got Tiffany Stratton. She cuts a promo on Henley, calling her trash, and challenges Henley to a match at New Year's Evil. That should be all right. Main event time. It is Ilya Druganov versus Ridge Holland. Don't believe the title is on the line for this one. Nice DDT counter for Ilya. Just lays into Ridge's face with an H-bomb. Just disgusting. Druganov drop hard, and he is down. The referees check on him. Many, many more referees and medical arrive with a stretcher. Crowd is dead silent, and Ridge is horrified. It happened again. What did I fucking say, Ridge? I said, don't hurt anybody. And what'd you do? You went out and hurt somebody. The champ is stretchered out as the show ends. So... My wife and I rewatched the the bump, the the injury to Dragunov. It looks like a work. I mean, who knows? Uh, things can happen unexpectedly in the ring, but it looks like a work here. 
I mentioned the fact that, you know, Ridge brought up the the fact that he injured wrestlers in the past. He injured uh, Big E, broke his neck, and he injured other guys as well. So he brought that up, and now that it happened, I, I feel it's way too coincidental for it not to be storyline-driven. So I think the Druganoff is going to be okay. It's, I think it's part of the storyline. But there you go, uh, kind of a flat ending. You know, you don't like to see people stretchered out and the crowd very very silent and worried but overall a pretty good show like I said the ending did take the wind out of the sails but hopefully Dragunov is okay I feel like he will be the breakout tournament going quite solid that Tavian Heights man really really impressive to me setting up Henley versus Stratton their feud is starting to heat up pretty nice as well lots of matches felt too short on this one I feel like they could have had a couple of minutes to almost every match that would have helped out but the triple threat that was a nice surprise my favorite match of the show six and a half out of ten for nxt let's go to smackdown let's do things right let's keep it all wwe stuff together smackdown it's a holiday thing they did i didn't hear where the fuck they were so my apologies so we start with aj styles he cuts a promo demanding he gets a shot at roman reigns at royal rumble and not randy orton LA Knight, yeah, he interrupts, says na-na to AJ Styles. Out comes Randy Orton, staking his rightful claim at Roman Reigns. Here comes SmackDown general manager Nick Aldis. He announces at New Year's Revolution, it will be AJ Styles versus LA Knight versus Randy Orton in a number one contenders match for Roman Reigns' title at the Royal Rumble fine opener you know you're setting up a very very big match right here it's going to be interesting who they pick man i mean every guy here's got beef with roman you got uh randy's got a lot of history with the bloodline la knight obviously just got taken out by roman he ain't done with him and aj styles he ain't done with the bloodline either so there's interesting dynamic where like these guys have a common enemy but they also hate each other so very interesting we move on. Eight women tag team holiday havoc match, which means eight women, no disqualification tag team match. There you go. Belair, Selena, Mia Yim, and Shotzi versus Damage Control with Dakota. Selena and Mia hopping around in the ring awkwardly, waiting for someone to hit them with kendo sticks. It was it was poorly timed, but it made me giggle. Io on, B- on Bianca's shoulders takes a nice diving dropkick right to the face and falls on her head to boot. And then Fire and Dawn pop out of a Christmas present. They attack the Kabuki Warriors. Mia Yim rolls or nails Io with a senton off of the top rope through a table, pins the women's champion for a massive W. Might be the biggest win of Mia Yim's career right here. And yeah, that was an entertaining, chaotic tag team match. Selena took a pumpkin pie to the face. Another match over five minutes for my girl Selena. I think, again, I think we figured it out. Keep her in tag team matches. Mia gets a huge pinfall. She's gaining a lot of momentum right now. That that win alone is huge. She's probably going to get a title shot soon. And Io, great selling in this match. 7 out of 10. Good shit. Now we got North American Championship match up next. Dragon Lee defends against Butch. Oh, baby. This one got me excited. Silky smooth counters from Dragon. Nails a sit-out powerbomb near fall right there. That was fantastic. Butch, bitter end, countered into a destroyer. Dragon nails Operation Dragon to retain the North American Championship. 
Oh baby, my boy Butch, man, he he's going to he's going through a little bit of an identity crisis right now, but not in the ring, man. This guy's excellent wrestling in the ring. Uh good stuff with the champion. Lee's counters in this match were really really impressive. And book Butch, he works really good with Dragon Lee, man. I I would love to see these guys get into a big program with a bunch of matches ramping up to a big fucking I don't know, last man standing match, ladder match. I would love that. 7.5 out of 10, though. Really good match. We have Roman Reigns backstage talking with Nick Aldis. Suggests that Aldis runs all of his ideas and plans through Roman Reigns first. Aldis says, Nana! Moving on. U.S. Championship Tournament match. Kevin Owens versus Carmelo Hayes. Melo spiked with a top rope DDT. That thing was beautiful and brutal. Mello counters a pop-up powerbomb into a code breaker. Misses nothing but net. KO plants Mello with a pop-up powerbomb. Sent on off the top and a stunner to advance to the finals. Well done performance for Mello. I, I feel like he made an impact in this tournament. People are going to notice this guy. And when he does, whenever he comes up to the main roster, people are going to be like, oh, there's that guy that had a good match against Kevin Owens in that tournament. Really good selling from Mello, especially that top rope DDT was just ridiculous. Good match. 7 at then. Another U.S. Championship tournament match. Bobby Lashley with the Street Profits versus Santos Escobar. Some masked men attack the Profits. Lashley is distracted. Santos rolls up pins and is heading to the finals. Taking out Bobby Lashley. Santos dominated uh, the match really didn't give Bobby any room at all to breathe. I was uh, rather impressed with how good Santos did with Bobby. Uh, masked men turn out to be Humberto and Carrillo. Oh, snap. So Santos getting a group of guys back and Humberto and Carrillo. I'm very good with this decision. Makes a lot of sense. I like this. So you can have this new grouping go up against LWO in the in the near future. That There you go. That's That's your storyline for like the next three, four months. Main event time, AJ Styles versus Solo Sokoa. Styles, nasty bump into the corner. He just fucking runs into it and just slams himself as hard as possible. Classic AJ selling. Styles gets jumped by Roman Reigns and the match is disqualified. Boo! AJ fights back, drops Roman, but the bloodline show up rescuing the tribal chief. Orton and LA Knight, yeah, back up Styles, but AJ again is angry about it. Brawl breaks out between Orton, Knight, and AJ as the bloodline look on in amusement. And that's the end of the show. Main event was lame, but uh, literally the exact same thing that they did last week. But the U.S. tournament matches were good, and the Holiday Havoc match was a lot of fun. Plus a couple title matches thrown in there as well. Pretty good SmackDown. 7 out of 10. Now we head over to AEW. We got Dynamite in Oklahoma City this week. Starting off with a Continental Classic match. Swerve Strickland, 9 points versus Roosh with 6 points. Swerve, a nasty landing on the injured shoulder. Straight jacket pile driver by Roosh. Throws Swerve off of the apron. Another nasty landing for Swerve. Then Swerve nails a 450 splash. Roosh kicks out at one. Huge flurry of offense by Swerve. Hits the top rope, stomp, pins, and wins. Matching Moxley at 12 points at the top of the leaderboard. Really good opening match. Both men selling injuries throughout. Swerve taking some nasty bumps throughout. And Roosh looking really strong. I like the chemistry here in the ring. Both guys are very fast. 7.5 out of 10. 
And now we have Chris Jericho with the announcement that Kenny Omega will be out indefinitely. I talked about this last week. Uh, he, Kenny Omega posted online from a hospital bed that he will be out for a while. He's got turbo turbiculitis, something like that. Something to do with uh, your intestines getting inflamed. Doesn't sound awesome, so get well as soon as possible. I don't think Kenny's life is in any danger or anything, but yes, he will not be wrestling for a little bit. And this saddens me deeply. Not a Merry Christmas. Continental Classic match up next. We got the Battle of Zero Points. Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. Both are eliminated and just fighting for pride. Heavy chops getting traded makes the referee giggle. They're so fucking vicious. Mark dives off of a chair onto Lethal, steals a fan's hat for a second. I would be pissed. Lethal nails the elbow drop, hits Briscoe with a J-Driller, but Briscoe kicks out, battles back with a burning hammer, his own J-Driller for the W. Briscoe picks up his first points in the tournament, and just a really good heavy back-and-forth match. Lots of mean shops. I mean, the referee and I were getting a good kick out of that. Really good near falls in this one as well. Well done match. Seven and a half at then. We got Samoa Joe. Who's got a rough haircut, I must admit, and he is seeking answers. Not for the haircut, but for the masked men situation. Oh, there we go. Calls out MJF for the for the way he was attacked and how it looked staged. MJF arrives to the ring, denies Samoa Joe's claims with a shove. How dare you? Before Joe can fight back, they are swarmed again by the mystery masked men. Max is challenged for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, and Joe again accepts to defend with Max extremely aggressively. Max a bit thrown off by Joe's enthusiasm, as was I, but a good moment right here. We have the number one contenders match for the AEW Women's Championship. Soraya battles Io, or Rio, there we go, got Io, Rio, jeez. Numerous Ranas from Riho, Soraya hides behind a security guard, slamming Rio against the guardrail multiple times. Top rope stomp and a running knee by Rio pins and wins. Really nice performance from Soraya. She continues to look more and more confident in the ring. Might be the best in-ring match I've seen her do since she won the championship. Really good. Caught Rio when she slipped on the top rope as well. So, you know, she was on point with uh, protecting. And, and yeah, she looks fucking good right now. And she works good with Rio, I must say. A really solid match right here. And then Timeless Tony goes to the ring, gets into a little bit of a scuffle with Rio, and the champion is saved by Maria May. Tony, very confused, asking the crowd, Who dat? <laughs> Seems fairly intrigued by this Mariah May. God, I love Tony Storm right now. She's so freaking awesome. Moving on, Tony Shavani reads a statement from Karishian Cage, and it is very scumbaggy. Moving on, MJF meets Swerve backstage for a very polite conversation. Max thinks Swerve may be the masked devil. Mogul Embassy shows up, and so does Samoa Joe. So no violence for today. Oh, baby, man, this little interaction, MJF and Swerve, man, there is some magic right here. Really good, short interaction. I want these two to get into it. Like, big old program for the championship. Let's fucking do it. We got Roddy Strong with the kingdom going up against Commander with Alex. Vintage Roddy laying in the thunderous chops and nasty backbreakers. Commander rallies, nails a Phoenix splash, gets a near fall. Roddy with... 
end of heartache puts away commander for the victory damn roddy not playing around in this match he's pretty damn dominant right here one of my favorite move sets i got to admit roderick strong man with the heavy chops his backbreakers all look amazing the his finisher is really good seven out of ten good match Roderick neck brace immediately put back on. Calls out Joe. Screaming MJF is the mass devil. Oh, man. Main event time. We got JR on commentary for this one. Continental Classic. Jay White, 9 points versus John Moxley with 12 points. Moxley aggressive out of the gate. Whooping White until Moxley hurts his knee. Jay smells blood goes right after the busted knee. White getting frustrated, grabs some chairs, tricks stupid referee Brinsberg, hits Moxley, Moxley's knee with a chair, looking for a countout victory. Not going to work. Moxley makes his way back in, nails a paradigm shift, a knee, but Jay kicks out of that. White with a beautiful counter off of the paradigm shift into a Blade Runner, pins and wins. Damn. Massive W right here for Jay White. Certified banger match. Fantastic performance from both men. Taking crazy damage. Lots of counters. Stiff shots. Fast pace. You name it. It's all there. 8 out of 10. And it will be a triple threat match now. Tiebreaker between Moxley, Swerve, and Jay White. Swerve pops out to say hello. Jay White dances and attacks Moxley's damaged knee. Damn, man, that is going to be a massive triple threat match. Probably three of the hottest wrestlers in AEW right now. Like, definitely up there. That's going to be nuts. And that's the end of the show. Damn fine Dynamite this week. Lots of quality wrestling throughout. I am soaking wet for that triple threat match. And the potential of MJF versus Swerve having a feud. That would be amazing. Tournament leading up to a wild finish. And the Mass Devil storyline going really well. I'm still convinced it's Samoa Joe doing it, but we'll have to wait and find out. 8 out of 10 for Dynamite. Head over to Rampage now. think they're in San Antonio. Starting off with an international championship match. Orange Cassidy defending against Rocky Romero with Trent Beretta. Beach break from Orange. Pins and retains the title. Nice performance here from Rocky. Some real close calls. Orange body is starting to fall apart again. How many more defenses can he handle before someone takes him down? Really good opening match right here. Seven and a half at then. Now we got the Hardy Boys. Oh baby, they're going up against the Kingdom, Bennett and Taven with Roddy. Who yells at fans calling them stupid. He would just go up to them. Hey man, what's your name? Hey, I'm Mark. Mark, you're stupid. (laughs) You just do that to like three other people. Excellent. Matt, side effect on the apron, hits a nice sit-out powerbomb in the corner. Jeff puts his boot on his hand and proceeds to beat the shit out of Bennett with it. It's all legal, apparently. Hardy argues with the referee. Taven rolls up Matt for a sneaky W. Oh, man. Hardys were dummying the kingdom throughout most of this match. Almost a squash match, basically. Vintage Hardy offense. Matt did, I think, 90% of the work. A solid, entertaining tag team match. We have Angelo Parker finally asking Ruby Soho out on a date. Soraya shows up acting really nice about it until Ruby leaves and then she calls Angelo a piece of shit and she hates him. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Excellent work, Soraya. We got Sky Blue going up against the returning Queen Aminata. Queen dominating the match. Hits a nice hip attack and a running kick in the corner. 
Blue hits a TKO, rolls into a submission, and Aminata forced to tap out. Really impressive return match here for Queen Aminata. I think they said she was gone for like seven or eight months. I can't honestly say I remember her all that well, but she looked really good in this match. Solid match. Main event time. Triple A Mega Championship on the line. El Vikingo defends against Black Taurus. So I'm familiar with Black Taurus. I've seen him uh, a lot in Impact Wrestling or TNA. But uh, this guy's good. This guy's good. Lightning fast chain wrestling to start. Nasty backbreaker from Taurus. Maybe the fastest Code Red Destroyer counter I have ever seen from Vikingo. That thing was so fast, like, El- like Taurus couldn't even keep up. It was just so fast. He uh, hits another destroyer, knees to the back of the head, and in an insane 630 splash, Vikingo pins and retains. Goddamn. Luchadors, as always, never letting me down. Outstanding performance. Tarus, he's a pretty big guy, like probably 230, 240. He's pretty big, uh, but he moves like a cruiserweight. He is very fast. But then there's Vikingo, who might be the fastest wrestler I've ever seen. He might be too damn fast. Uh, People kind of struggle to keep up with him in the ring at times. But a great match. Crowd was loving it. 8 out of 10. And that's the end of Rampage. Solid show. I mean, you got a good opening and a great finale match with the middle being kind of fine. So I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Pretty good. And we'll finish it with Collision and San Antonio. Starting with the Continental Classic Tournament match, Brian Danielson, 9 points versus Claudio with 9 points. Danielson boots Claudio right in the face. So Claudio, in response, pokes Brian in the one good eye. He only has one good eye, Claudio. How could you? Claudio catches Brian in the giant swing. The crowd goes banana. Beautiful counter into the label lock by Brian. Claudio gets out, hits a crazy deadlift avalanche suplex, and then hits a neutralizer to boot. We got a near fall right there. Psycho knee out of nowhere. Claudio and Danielson just start kicking each other in the face repeatedly. Like, oh my god. Claudio locks in a sharpshooter with one minute remaining. Danielson hangs on, takes a nice knee and an uppercut to the face as time runs out. Goodness gracious, what a battle between the two BCC members. Stiff shots are an understatement. Hard bumps, an understatement. Excellent wrestling on display right here with the counters. And, oh, just mm, good shit. 8.5 at then. And Danielson advances to the finals. We got AEW Trios Championships on the line. It's the acclaimed and daddy ass. They're back defending against Top Flight and Action Andretti. Nice backstabber, neckbreaker combo by the acclaimed. Billy ain't having none of this young man baloney flying all over the place. He just starts whooping ass the old school way. Action nails a Phoenix Splash on Max. We got a near fall there. Caster avoids a shooting star, rolls up Andretti to retain. Crowd loving daddy ass, entertaining performance and match. Uh, excuse me. Top flight, some good high flying action. I really missed Caster's raps <laughs> during uh, before the matches. Good to have the acclaimed and daddy ass back. Up next, we got Brian Cage with Prince Nana going up against Keith Lee. Oh man, the the biggest hosses of matches. Big men doing little men things. Nana puts a cinder block into the ring. It does absolutely nothing. Lee nails a jackhammer. Puts away Brian Cage. Damn fine hoss match right here. 
Keith Lee continues building momentum. Probably his best run in AEW. Uh, cuts a quick little promo after. Uh, says that he has a house to tear down. So uh, some speculation that he's talking about House of Black, but I'm pretty sure he's talking about Swerve's house, the Mogul Embassy. So fuck yeah, he's the unfinished business. We got Timeless Tony, still doesn't know who the hell Maria May is. And uh, while she's talking to her, Tony cuts a quick little promo, brings along Maria. Looks like Tony has a new stooge. So Maria May getting added into the Timeless Tony fold. I like it. TNT champion Christian Cage with Nick Wayne cuts a promo and brings out his new lady friend, Nick's mama, to the ring. Shayna Wayne, oh boy. And Shayna Wayne cuts a promo, getting booed mercilessly by the crowd, claims she loves her son, and so does Christian. Adam Copeland is a scumbag. Christian goes off on edge, claims that he is no challenger to him, but he will put him down anyway. Uh, surprisingly solid promo here from Shayna, not bad at all. Christian, great as always, the scum lord of AEW. Thumbs up. Continental Classic match, we got Brody King with 9 points versus Danny Garcia, who is about to die. Brody King literally trying to put Danny into a body bag, just beating the crap out of him. But somehow Garcia survives, rolls up Brody for a massive upset victory. What the fuck happened, Brody? Oh my goodness. I barely paid attention to this match, honestly, because I... Just thought Brody was going to destroy him. And then I look over and Brody is getting rolled up and losing. So very, very interesting. We'll see how that plays out in the future for Brody and Danny. Moving on, Sky Blue and Julia Hart versus Abaddon and the returning Thunder Rosa. Blue cheap shot to Rosa, not allowing Abaddon to make the tag. Rosa nails a Tijuana bomb as Abaddon holds off Blue for the W. Solid return match here for Rosa. She wasn't in there a long time. I mean, Abaddon was getting in there for the most part, but pretty good. Main event time. Continental Classic match. Eddie Kingston, six points versus Andrade, nine points. Eddie must win this match to stay alive in the tournament. Eddie laying in the chops off to a good start until his knee gets busted up. Andrade locks in a figure eight, but Kingston able to grab the ropes. Eddie fights back with two spinning back fists. Brain buster spins and wins. Eddie avoids elimination. Hell yeah, hell of a fight. Eddie telling a really good story in the ring. Like, it's way more than wrestling. It's like, you just got to know Eddie Kingston, man. It's more about wrestling. It's respect and all that. Andrade dishing out and taking damage on a high level. Great match. 8 out of 10. Danielson comes out and they will fight for a final spot on Wednesday. That will be a war and a half. And that's the end of the show. Good collision this week. Highlighted by the Continental Classic Tournament matches. Nice returns this week for Queen Eminata, Acclaimed, and Thunder Rosa. Strong segment from Christian this week. And Keith Lee finally getting a good, consistent push. 7 out of 10 for Collision. And we'll finish it off now with the three stars of the week. Uh, Lots of good matches to choose from this week. Start out with a couple of shout-outs here. Kingston versus Andrade on Collision, obviously... Uh, Just a great story with Eddie Kingston. Just continues to battle in this tournament against opponents on paper that, you know, should beat him down. But Eddie continues to be a warrior and battles on. Great match. 
Also want to shout out Dempsey versus Joe Coffey and Dragon Lee on NXT. Just Dragon Lee continues to put on bangers with anyone that'll get into the ring with him. Really nice to see Dempsey getting into a match. I know he has a lot of skill. Tons of skill on this guy. Reminds me of like a young William Regal mixed with like... Oh, fuck, like Dean Malenko or something. Like, this guy's... I really like him. So hopefully this is kind of the beginning of his coming out party. Good shit. And now for the official three stars of the week. Third star goes to... The Creeds versus Judgment Day for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships on Raw. My boys, the Creeds, man. I've been singing their praises ever since I first saw them. These guys are legit. These guys are going to be champions in the WWE wherever they go. If they're if they're together, they're going to be tag team champions wherever they go. These guys are insanely talented. Didn't get the didn't get the titles, but uh, you know it, you can't win the titles all the time right away. Give it a little time, but. They shined very bright in the main event. They definitely turned a lot of heads and impressed a lot of people. Good enough for the third star this week. Second star goes to Brian Danielson versus Claudio Castagnoli on collision. Goodness gracious. You'd like, you got two guys of the same Blackpool combat club, and that club is all about kicking the shit out of each other. And that's exactly what they did to each other in this match. Beat the crap out of each other as expected. They went the full time limit. I think that's the only time they've done that in the tournament. Um, maybe one other time, but I felt justifyingly so. Used the full time limit and just a very well done match. Good enough for the second star, but the first star goes to the Miz versus Gunther, the Intercontinental Championship match on Raw. Now, I, I personally am a big fan, and I have a ton of respect for The Miz. Literally have watched his entire career. I remember rooting for this guy on Tough Enough. I wanted him to win. He didn't. And then I, I've watched him ever since, and I've watched him. He has come so far, man. Like, watching The Miz of, like, 2004 till, like, 2015, the guy was, yeah, like, he was... He was a, a mid-carder and a, bought a mid, middle mid-card guy. He was just kind of there. He was fine. Then they pushed him to the moon and it went very bad. But after the whole Rock and Cena WrestleMania, guy's been a stud, man. He's been an absolute stud. Fantastic feuds with everybody. Fantastic mic work. And his wrestling has improved so much. Very similar to John Cena. Like, John Cena, I think, out of the gate was better. But not John Cena's never been a very good wrestler. But he got better. He never stopped getting better. And that's what I see with The Miz. The guy continues to get better as his career goes on. And I'm just extremely impressed with the guy. With all the shit that he's gone through. Crowds just hating this guy. The locker room's turning on him. And he just, he never goes away. He continues to try his hardest and... I'm I just I'm very very impressed with the Miz Gunther. I love this guy as the champion, uh having the greatest run as an Intercontinental Champion of all time. Could put on a great match with anybody and I think one of his best opponents has been the Miz. And who saw that coming? But fuck man, am I ever impressed with the Miz? Great job. First star this week for y'all. And that's it for the show this week everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I'm uploading this bitch on Christmas. So merry fucking Christmas everybody. Don't worry. I'm I'm not sitting here. It's okay. I'm having a good time on Christmas. I'm just uploading this. I recorded it before Christmas and I want to upload it on Christmas in case someone wanted something on Christmas. So there you go. Here's my Christmas present to you. You want to give me a Christmas present? Well, 
fucking review the podcast, hit the like, hit the stars button, all that great stuff. My biggest, my biggest request out of y'all would be drop a comment, drop a question towards the podcast, ask a question about wrestling, hockey, video games, let me know what you're up to, playing video games, what's your favorite Christmas movie, drop a comment, I would love to take a little portion of the podcast and dedicate it to you, the fans, and and ask and answer your questions, or, or whatever, that would be a ton of fun for me, and you, I think, so hit me up, we got uh, all these get uploaded on the YouTube channel, Gamer GX Videos, so you can go over there, watch them, great place to drop a comment, leave a question review concerns anything like that that would be highly appreciated there's a email address as well like i said um uploading this on christmas christmas you know on paper is a very happy time for most of us but not for everybody so if you're having a hard time on christmas you're alone or you know you just need someone you know i have an email address i'm here for you dog i got got you covered i'm spending christmas alone myself and it's not a bad thing i my wife is working. Don't worry. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. But if you're not okay, I completely understand that. So, you know, there's an email address there for you. YouTube. Uh, yeah, man, just, just hit it up. Listen to all the episodes. Uh, we're coming to the end of the year. I got the XE awards incoming very soon. Rather this upcoming week's gamer cast or the next week's will be the XE awards giving out all my best and worst awards for the year of gaming, TV shows, and movies. It's going to be a lot of fun. The season finale of season two of the GX Plus cast will be the XE Awards. I'm planning on kicking off uh, the GX Gamer cast with Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So that'll be a banger. And yeah, man, it's going to be a lot of fun heading into 2024 with the podcast. Um, this was our biggest month as the podcast. I, I've Never hit this many downloads in a month. So again, thank you everyone that's been listening for a week, for a couple years, however long I've been doing this. Thank you so much. I hope you're having a great holiday. Stay safe, be warm, eat a lot of fucking good food, good eats, good sleeps, and we'll be back again soon with more GX Plus Gazed. <laughs>